so glad you stumbled onto our podcast today because we're going to be talking about ways to help you stay healthy and well this winter. I'm Mary Beth Griffin, and I'm the host of Gavin Grow, and I'm happy to have with us today Nancy Hange, who's the director of University Health Service. Welcome back to our show, Nancy. Well, thanks for inviting me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knew we'd be talking about this again? Um, we did speak, I think it's been like a year and a half now, and, and we were um, kicking off flu season at that time, if I recall, and talking about a, a flu clinic that was going to be happening on campus. And, you know, since that time, we've had several of them in the interim, and I'm hoping that a lot of students and other people took advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, we did to, have quite a yeah. few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, you know, I... I can speak personally to the benefits of the flu shot because two years ago I neglected to get my flu shot and had a horrible case of the flu. And I was I was out of work for about seven days and, and really just didn't realize the flu could be quite mm. as horrible as it was. And it was. So I am vigilant again about yes. getting my flu shots. Um, it's a serious illness. I think people don't take it seriously enough. It yeah. it, it kills thousands of Americans yeah. every year, or people worldwide. Yeah, every year. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I think when we stopped calling it influenza and went to flu, it just became nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just my theory. I don't know. And when uh, people who have colds say they have the flu, yeah, that also confuses yeah. the issue. Well, it's sometimes hard to tell the difference, you know. And I think True. that's the. That's the tough part. So you're always trying to tough out a cold because there's really nothing you can do for that. And, you know, the flu is a little different and certainly a whole lot worse. But mm. we'll, we'll get to some of that. But I know, I know the flu is just one of the many things that, you know, over the course of the year, but particularly in the winter months that just gets passed around our hallowed halls here. And so, <laughs> yes. you know, flu is is a big one. And I know that Connecticut has had a pretty bad flu season so far mm-hmm. this year. So what are those symptoms and and what should people do if they think they have the flu? Right. It is sometimes hard to tell whether it's just a cold or the flu. The Mainly what we look for, for with the flu is an abrupt onset of fever above 100 degrees and a cough and or sore throat. That's sort of from the CDC mm-hmm. what the guideline is. Additionally, I see a lot of people have body aches and weakness, sometimes a little chest discomfort yeah. when they breathe deeply, chills, sometimes nausea and vomiting. Mm-hmm. And that that that's really that's really it, but it's mostly that abrupt onset of everything, almost like you feel like you just got hit by a truck. Yeah. Kind of feeling. Yeah. I can vouch that when I had it mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of years ago, that was certainly the way that it felt. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I am one who gets a lot of the the aches and things with it. So mm-hmm. I was just, it was really miserable. It was really hard to, to you know, want to do anything for a few days. But I did fortunately get out and, you know, get to the doctors and, Got Tamiflu, which I think helped make it even a little better, but it was it was mm-hmm. still not great. Um, one of the others that I see on campus a lot during the winter is strep throat. Right, um, and and I have to say I am <clears throat> I am a strep throat not nice person because I'm very susceptible to it. <laughs> 
but we were, we were just talking a little bit about this before we got started and and you know i have lots of students who are like oh yeah i have strep throat and you know here mm-hmm. i am in your office coughing and touching things all over you and right. and you know, I send them immediately away and then Lysol everything that, that they could possibly have touched. Um, and again, I think strep is one of those things that people have no concept about what a serious disease it mm-hmm. is and the kinds of damages that it can do. So I wondered if you could share some of that with us too. Sure, sure. Well, fortunately, since the invention of penicillin, it isn't as deadly as yeah. it once was. Yeah. So there are the the one that you hear about the one that causes strep throat is mostly group A. Group A is the serious one that if left untreated can lead to heart damage actually mm-hmm. it can lead to rheumatic heart disease. But with with penicillin that that's fine. That's that's mostly a thing of the yeah. past now. We do see in the college population also other strains of strep, yeah. group B, group C, a lot of group C which also responds to antibiotics. It's the streptococcus bacteria, mm-hmm. just, just a different strain of it. So um, it is usually not treated for as long with antibiotics, but okay. it does make it make it get better a little bit faster. Well, and that's one mm-hmm. of the things I always tell people. <laughs> Are you on antibiotics, and how long have you been on them? Because <laughs> if they haven't been on them at least 24 hours, I make them leave. <laughs> so. I don't know if that's realistic or, um, you know, but I just, I I have great susceptibility to it, and I don't like that sore throat. Right. You know, there are a lot of people who are carriers of strep throat, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting concept. They may not get sick themselves. Yeah. And oh, this is an interesting factoid. You know, a lot of people actually carry it in their nose, in their nostrils. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, who knew that? So if you you or someone in your family gets strep very often mm-hmm. and you're thinking, what the heck? Why do I keep getting this? Sometimes what you will ha- you'll have an antibiotic ointment prescribed mm-hmm. that you actually put in your nostrils oh, wow. a couple of times a day to, to yeah. kill it there because, you know. We tend to touch our noses yep. during the day, yeah. and then we spread that strep oh, around. Wow. Yeah, when yeah. I was a when I was a kid, my sister, when she was in third grade, must have had strep eight times over the course of the year. And mm. um, you know, yeah. she would she would get it. She would be out. We'd all get penicillin shots, except my <sighs> sister, who was allergic to penicillin. But that's another story. And. Uh, you know, then she would go back to school and she would get strep and we'd all have to go back through it again. So it was really. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it is it is mostly a childhood illness. Yeah. And usually it's like between age five and 18. That's when you see most of it. Mm-hmm. But we have this situation here. We have young adults living in in the res halls and they're just too close together and they're coughing on each other and touching the same surfaces so that's why we see a lot of it still in college age although if you were just living out in the community you might very well outgrow it and not get it so often at this age i might mention the the symptoms of that oh sure just to kind of differentiate is it strep or is it just a cold or is it an influenza Mm -hmm. it is it's a really bad sore throat tonsils usually get large and beefy red and if you look if you open your mouth really wide and look in the mirror a Mm -hmm. lot of times you'll see white patches Mm -hmm. it's called exudates on your tonsils it looks kind of kind of disgusting but (laughs) that's a good sign yeah but then important point is you usually don't have 
nose symptoms. So you don't have the runny nose and nasal oh. congestion and cough and things that would mm-hmm. make you think more of cold. It's really yeah. just this throat and fever, yeah. maybe stomach ache in isolation from other cold yeah. symptoms. The sore throat in my experience has been just god awful. Yeah. So yeah, it's rough. It's, yeah, and uh, I am unfortunately one of those who can tend to get it even now at my advanced stage. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I think there are just so many you know bugs and and little things that find their way onto campus, um, particularly. Mm-hmm in the winter time when we all tend to be a little bit more indoors together and and hunkered down for the winter and you know um and i know this year we're also you know we've got the the coronavirus that everyone is kind of you know got on the front of their minds right now too mm-hmm. so can can we just talk a little bit about there are lots of really simple ways that people can do things to protect not just themselves, but all the rest of us from catching these bugs. Wow, and I wonder if you would talk about some of those. I'm so glad you asked because <laughs> this is the soapbox we are on all the time in health service. So mainly wash your hands. I've listened to very prominent, famous epidemiologists and people at the CDC on on national TV and radio mm-hmm. programs right now saying, yeah, people, you have to wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the simplest thing, but it's the best, mm-hmm. best prevention. So wash your hands. If you can't get to soap and water, then use an alcohol-based um, hand sanitizer. Carry that in your backpack or in your, in your pocket, those little, little packets. Um, you need to cover your mouth if you <laughs> cough. Cover your mouth, cover your nose if you're coughing or sneezing. Uh, wash your fruits and vegetables. Don't it, that well. This is more related to the norovirus that mm-hmm. some of you may, which is more yeah. of a, a stomach bug kind of a thing. Yeah. Don't share food, and this is, I think, a big one in in the student population because you're just sort of fun-loving communal kinds of mm-hmm. folks, I guess. Don't share food. You know, take a bite off your friend's pizza or drink mm-hmm. out of the same straw. Um, don't share vapes or cigarettes unfortunately mm. we're seeing that as well because of course there's saliva yeah. on the end of that and you're exposing yourself don't share eating utensils um if you, we would advise you to really make a practice of just assume that everyone you are encounter, encountering is infected with something they have a cold <laughs> or something so just get into practice of not touching your your eyes your nose your mm-hmm. mouth you know wash your hands and then don't touch those areas which is much harder than you think <laughs> exactly. it really is because you you know yep. you yep. brush your hair out of your face or you've got mm-hmm. an itch and and yeah, you well, know it's wash your hands first and then yeah. scratch okay that's, <laughs> that's the rule and it's not too late to get a flu shot you still should okay. do that and if you're sick and this is a biggie if you're sick stay home Try to isolate yourself, right? Or if you notice somebody else has come to class and they're hacking and coughing, don't sit next to them. (laughs) You need to be away about six six feet from them to not be infected. And wash um, commonly touched areas in your in your space, Mm -hmm. your and your cell phone, your computer, your computer keyboard, your desktop, those kinds of things. Just get some Clorox wipes and wipe them down. Yeah, Yeah, every day. It's funny because you know. There's, for me, there's sometimes I feel like you can go too, too far with that, too. I mean, I went to the 
I went to the movies once and there was a woman who came in beside me and took out, you know, a, a wipe and not just wiped down the arms of the chair she was sitting in, but she wiped down the cloth too. And, and oh. the whole thing, I've seen people do it on airplanes a lot too, which makes a little, you know, makes some sense yeah. to me, but you know, I, I wonder sometimes if we ever go too far, but I certainly think that, you know, for me that, that washing your own hands too, people mm -hmm. don't think of that. And it's not just after you go to the bathroom, it's if you've been doing things, you sure. know, just T touching any doorknobs, <laughs> touching yeah. surfaces. Yeah. And don't awesome. be offended if somebody shakes your hand and then purells themselves, you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's not anything other than yeah. we, we have purell all over our office because we don't have access to a water source right in there. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very common for us to, sure. you know, that's, we're taking paperwork or things and then just squirt a little of the Purell on our hands and it's not it's not meant to make anyone think that you know we think anything other than the fact that we all carry germs and we don't want to be sharing them with each mm -hmm. other so that's right yeah. if you don't have access to water soap and water that's a good alternative yeah now I, I, we mentioned the coronavirus and I did just want to mention that you know in your podcast stardom world here that, that you've done a podcast um, for is it at 411, is that what it's called now? The, sorry, Pete. Ah, okay. At WCSU. <laughs> I'm mis mixing the metaphors of the thing, but, um, and people can listen to that too for a little more specifics on sure. that end of things if they want to. You know, that's such a rapidly evolving situation. Mm -hmm. though. I would also encourage people to go to the CDC website mm -hmm. that we recorded that podcast a week ago. Yeah. And it's all the situation is so different now. Yeah. So really, um, the CDC has great, yeah. great, very understandable mm -hmm. um, information. It's written in, in layman's terms. It's it's a very easy, yeah. approachable, I guess. I think one of the things, too, is that, you know, we're all kind of at attention because that's been such a media thing, too. But I was listening to NPR on the way into work the other day, and, and they were talking about, you know, that yes, it's it's good to be concerned about that and and listen to what's going on and be advised and be safe, but you're also at risk from the flu. And and like we said earlier, mm -hmm. you know, people tend to kind of poo-poo the flu, but last year I think I read sixty-one thousand people died yep. from the flu. This it, flu season it, alone, already twenty people have died in Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut alone, thousands yeah. across the country. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a much more of a risk right now yeah. than coronavirus. I think we're a little afraid about about the coronavirus also because it is changing so rapidly right. and we don't know where where is this going to end, where is it, mm -hmm. you know, where is it going. But that that also like strep, coronaviruses mm -hmm. are around. There there are lots of different strains. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you have a common cold that's caused by a coronavirus, yep. just not this particular one yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we're concerned about. And that's the thing. There are so, just so many things out there. So, you know, some of those common precautions that we were just talking about are really going to help protect you against a lot of things that things. are are there anyway. So, Absolutely. Um, 
I wondered if you could talk to us a little bit just about health services on campus and, you know, sure. start off with where are you? <laughs> <laughs> we are in Litchfield Hall, but we have a separate entrance on White Street around the corner from the dorm entrance. Mm-hmm. There's a blue awning coming out toward the street. That's that's where you'll find us Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> um, so if somebody's not feeling well, what's the best way for them to get in to see somebody there it's it's best if you call first Mm -hmm. only because you don't have to have an appointment to see us but it might be more convenient for you to avoid having to sit in the waiting room and wait with other sick people right (laughs) so if you call ahead of time we'll get you in the schedule and we're we're a small staff so Mm -hmm. it also depends on like for instance i'm here right now recording this podcast so (laughs) there's no appointment available try to wrap it up (laughs) (laughs) but that'd be the best thing call us um you know i know we've been talking about things like flu and sore throats and things but you guys do offer other kinds of health care over there so i wondered if you could talk about a little bit of that we see lots of um, minor injuries like bumps and bruises and sprained ankles things when people fall out of their bunk beds or yeah. <laughs> those kind of fall up the trip up the stairs yeah. that kind of thing we do a lot of women's health care that's treating urinary tract infections and vaginal infections treat lots of stomach bugs rashes mm-hmm. conjunctivitis or pink eye we screen for test and treat uh, sexually transmitted diseases do students need to have insurance to be seen in health service? They, we ask that you bring your insurance card with you. There's, we don't bill insurance. We don't actually need it for the appointment. But if we send out a throat culture, for instance, mm-hmm. or if we refer you out for an x-ray or something, then your, your insurance is needed. So that's why we ask for it when you come to the appointment, just to make a copy and keep it in your chart. Oh, okay. But there's no, there's no charge for the visit. There's no yeah. copay or right. billing to the insurance. That's nice to know. Um, and then do students receive medication or vaccination, vaccinations or things in health service? Or? We do have a lot of medications and, and medical supplies, Band-Aids and Bacitracin and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We have medications. We sell these things just at cost, what it costs mm-hmm. us to buy them. Um, we don't, you know, make a big profit or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not saving for a vacation or anything. Um, it'll sh- it'll be reflected when you pay your tuition the next time. You'll see a health service charge, oh, and okay. it's you know maybe ten dollars or twenty dollars depending yeah. on the antibiotic. If it's if you need something that we don't stock there, mm-hmm. I can write a prescription, and you can go to any pharmacy and get it filled. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned the hours before which are really monday through friday kind of thing so what if somebody gets sick on the weekend what should they do and where can they find info about that exactly so fortunately we have urgent cares near both campuses Mm -hmm. there's one right on main street near this midtown campus Mm -hmm. another one on mill plain road near the west side campus they have extended hours so they're open until the evenings until eight o'clock and Mm -hmm. they're open on the weekends until five that's they so a lot of students go there yeah. um obviously if it's an emergency they're going to go up to danbury hospital to the yep. emergency department yep. um those those locations and hours and the phone numbers for the urgent cares mm-hmm. are on they're on our door at health service we have a, an information poster hanging on the mm-hmm. door they're also on our website under after hours care okay good um is there anything that i missed asking about or anything you want students to know 
there is one thing that I think is really important students understand. We're seeing uh, we're seeing a lot of influenza activity and mm. a lot of colds, just very bad cold yeah. activity on campus right now. And I just want to say that if you're feeling sick, you really need to go home. You mm-hmm. need to, in order to, it, and it, I think people kind of get a little bit hung up on if it's, whether it's flu or not. Mm-hmm. They really want to know if it's flu or not. But you know what? Even if it's a bad cold, you're still infectious and yeah. you're still going to make everybody on your team sick or yeah. everybody in your, um, your quartet sick yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So if you're sick, I guess this goes for faculty staff too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you're feeling sick, it's best if you can isolate yourself and yeah. stay home just to get better and not expose everyone else to your infections. Yes. Some of us will be very grateful about that. Well, well, I I don't want to keep you much longer because I know that you're very busy, but I do want to thank you for joining us, Nancy, today. And uh, I know that you're going to be seeing students with a lot of the ailments that we talked about. So best of luck to you and everyone in health service. Thanks for for having me back again. Oh, I'm so happy to. I'm sure we'll have you again. Uh, If you are listening in, again, one of the best things you can do to not spread germs is to cover your coughs and to wash your hands, Um, especially after you've used the restroom, if you're preparing food, if you touch surfaces going in and out of classrooms and things. If you just can keep your hands clean, it really helps everyone. Um, If you have a question for Nancy or Health Service, you can always just give them a call. Um, But you can also email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I'll connect you and help you get the answers that you need. So until next time, cover your coughs and sneezes, and that's going to be it from Gab and Grow. Bye-bye.